Walk out the door, you see someone that you know, and they ask you how you are, and you just have to say that you're fine. Yeah. Okay. really fine but you just can't get into it because they would never understand hello you're listening to you okay hun a weekly advice podcast i'm your host the secret argentinian progeny of adolf hitler who lived out his last days in patagonia after escaping berlin on a u-boat seriously look it up definitely happened dave <laughs> i'm mona lisa saint skinwalker and we're going to combine our years of experience listening to people complain and a complete lack of qualifications to solve a mixture of your problems and funny problems other people had that we found on the internet. I will read the problems, and my spiritual mentor, Mona Lisa, will do the emotional labour, provide the realness, and guide us to a workable solution, or at least that's how it's supposed to work. We love doing this podcast, and we love you, and we'd love to be able to put more time and money into this, but that's not a possibility unless we can grow. If you enjoy this podcast... Please do us a huge solid and subscribe, review it wherever you listen to your podcasts and recommend it to a friend you think might like it. We'd also love for you to submit problems. It can be your problem, a friend's problem, a problem you found somewhere else or fuck it, you can even make it up because we never know. To submit, you can tweet us at Podcast. You can email us on Podcast at gmail.com. And if you want to stay 100% anonymous, you can leave us a message at curiouscat.me slash uokhun. These links will be in the show description. It is currently week three of the heatwave. Is it week three? It is week three. I believe this is the third week you've been moaning about it. Mm, I just pulled so much cat hair out of my tea. Like, an obscene amount of cat hair. Okay, so number one, people shouldn't know that you're drinking and podcasting. With your Irish tea. <laughs> Gross. And number two, are you sure it's not my hair? <laughs> no, it's definitely, it's like a chunk of... How did it get in there? But it wasn't like a few strands, it was like clumps. Mm. See, I was setting us up so that uh, everyone would feel sympathy for us because we're so hot and we're really struggling and you're just sitting drinking a nice warm cup of tea and you're kind of fucking up my That's narrative a little bit That's what my always told me, when you're hot, drink tea. Yeah, no, it's like when you're on fire, pour gasoline <laughs> on yourself. Makes perfect sense. No, that's like a thing. Old people always used to say that. Well, I officially would like to argue with old people. You are not even struggling that much in the heat wave. I am. I'm the one that's like fully allergic to the sun. Yes, that is true. But I am also struggling and you cannot erase my agency. I will burst into flames. Like fully. This is erasure. I do not appreciate this. Um, before we start... Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to make an apology. Oh my god, our first official apology. An apology. Um, some things were said on the last podcast <laughs> about the extremely noble and cool hobby of train spotting. Uh, we now realise that we were wrong about this. Um, I, mean, I have been informed that both bird and train spotting are very cool hobbies. <laughs> um, that not so much any old train like some folk that write down numbers, but. Rare trains like checking for a steam engine routes or going out to an aqueduct at 5am to wait for a special train to go past is mint. That is from wait, so a friend were... of the show, Sam. Wait, when they write down numbers, does that mean what are they doing? Is that what normal train spotters are doing? Uh, yes. Are they like collecting numbers they write down? I think so. 
So I'd like to apologise to the train spotting community on behalf of Mona Lisa and I. Yeah. Uh, we were thoughtless in our words. Um, this is how we grow. This is how we learn. Um, we I mean, will definitely do better going forward. I mean, I'm still like, I don't understand personally the, the train spotting thing, but I do are, think... Are you actually... No, I personally, like, I'm like, oh, I don't get it, but I would be completely open to understand it. And I, you know, well, I did realise... Well, Lisa. Shut up. I did realise that, like, we were just sitting... I just sat for so long being like, whatever your hobby is, just embrace it and, like, don't let anyone judge you. And then here's us judging. Exactly. That is very good. Now, you yeah, say you'd be there. open to it, and that's really good. So in, in an effort for us to learn, I actually got us two tickets to the Northern Scunthorpe Railway Spotters Convention okay. 2018. Uh, we'll be getting a bus down there, ironically, on <laughs> at the weekend. And we're going to go and mingle and learn from our, our new train spotting brethren. I bet I would like it. Uh, you probably would, to be honest. Uh, to be honest, I would actually, like, the idea of trekking out to some fucking mad cool old bridge at five in the morning and watching, like, a steam engine that's called, like, the Colonial Ghost going past would be pretty exciting. So. I mean, really, I, to, personally, it would sound like nothing worse. Like, nature, trains, all these things. It's not my it's not my gig, but I was completely wrong to judge anyone else. You were. Like, we're just, I've just spent, I spent so long preaching that message of not letting people do. What people need to understand is that in order to maintain this podcast, a certain amount of judgment is required on both our parts. Now, we try to normally aim that judgment at people that we can all universally agree are bad and wrong. But sometimes, you know, sometimes our aim is not that good. Let's call it a bit of friendly fire. Well, also, I think maybe because people think we're trying to be quite understanding. Mm Mm-hmm. But you know what? You can be understanding and also an asshole. Oh yeah, no, we are re- we are reactionary be, scum. Someone, 100%. Not even just that. I'm just saying, like how deep down, how much of a bitch I am. Like mm. you can be two things. That's you true. Can be, you know, mm-hmm. you can be understanding. I'm pretty empathetic, but I'm also a fucking huge bitch. Yeah. So. So you're making this apology difficult. You're basically saying I can't help it. It's just my nature. No, 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 no. I completely apologise. I felt I'm really sorry. bad. You say say sorry to them. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to all the train spotters, to all the bird watchers. I'm sorry that I let my ignorance colour my vision of your wonderful hobby that I just haven't had the gift of understanding yet. So train spotters, we love you. Please, this is now a train spotting podcast in your honour. No, it's not really. It's still the same boring shit you're used to. Um, anything else you want to get out of the way before we start the show? Any other uh, apologies or corrections? I mean, I don't even remember what happened last week. So you don't even remember what happened 10 minutes ago. I honestly don't, to be honest. Should we batter into the letters then? Because I feel like this first one's going to really gonna really get some feelings going in you. Yes. Okay. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Ooh, I'm laughing already. <laughs> Hi Dave, I'm addressing this letter to you alone, best you keep it from the prying eyes of that feminazi that does the show with you, <laughs> lest she get triggered by our primal masculine energy, the accursed she-devil, his words not mine. I, a she-devil, that's a compliment. You'll understand my problem, you're a white man just like me, and presumably you've also noticed that we're an endangered species. Sure, people of colour say they're in danger from police brutality and murder. Women say they're in danger of sexual and domestic violence from men. Trans people say they're in danger of violence, murder, suicide and complete erasure. But these trivial concerns pale in comparison to what white men are in danger of. 
not being allowed to monopolise all the comedy roles on the BBC. Have you heard what they said last week? Typical of the bloody lefty liberal BBC. They said they wanted to create ensemble casts that are DIVERSE. Can you believe it? I'm sure you'll agree that the idea of a diverse cast for a television show is a completely normal thing to get so worked up over. It's definitely not a pathological tantrum that belies my obvious privilege and unconscious white supremacy. <laughs> ah, I got them though. I said to them, well if you're going to ban six Oxbridge white blokes from doing comedy, which by the way is apartheid and basically murder, then I'm just going to identify as a black lesbian called Loretta, because the only way I can conceive of a black woman is as a ghettoised, exploitation style parody, of course. But of course, the bloody feminists got hold of that one, didn't they? Ju- Berbatov has arrived. <laughs> I'm going to start the whole letter again, because he's ruined no, it. No, no, no. Yeah, Keep going. No, no, he's very passionate about the subject matter. Oh my god. Keep going. But of course, the bloody feminists got a hold of that one, didn't they? Jumped all over it in their Doc Martin boots. You can't say anything these days, honestly. You're tarred and feathered in the court of public opinion. Diversity nothing. Everything's been totally fine in the West since Lincoln freed the slaves. There's a lack of diversity on TV because, as we all know, white men are just funnier and more talented than everyone else. It's basic genetics. How can I make the BBC that diversity in their programming is basically a fascist pogrom against strong, white, Protestant, European males? What can I do to get these cry bullies off my back? Despite my obvious oppression and the ascension of black lesbians to the preeminent position of power in society, I have a film premiering at Cannes soon and I need some good PR. Yours, Terry Gilliam. P.S. I mean it. Don't let that bloody harpy read this. Her tiny lady brain wouldn't be able to understand such complex ideas. Well. Even look how riled up Berbatov is. Berbatov is furious. He is. He's, he's expressing his anger by rubbing his ugly trash monster face on this blanket over here and meowing for attention. So, Terry Gilliam. <sighs> now, I think a lot of people know what Terry Gilliam said, which is basically, well, I just tell everyone that I'm a black lesbian but now. Okay, so very original and very fucking clever. You're right. But it was what caused this. Was well, this... actually, I don't, I don't know. So someone at the BBC basically announced that they were going going forward, they wanted to include more diversity in their comedy, so and you weren't going to see any shows that were created by six white Oxbridge men. Right. So it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like one of these kind of dumb men's rights activists talking points like, men have to go in the army. And I don't know, what what else do they say? Men go on oil rigs and like, you know, some bullshit like that. It was literally just the BBC saying, yeah, probably not enough black people, women and gay people on TV. It's pretty much dominated by white people, despite the fact that white men are only 30% of the population. So. Ugh. I mean, good God. No. That was, Berbatov is still enraged. So, before we continue with Terry Gilliam, I do just want to state that apparently he does have Alzheimer's. Now. Ugh, okay. So. Doesn't Jermaine Greer have dementia, though? I mean, maybe, but I don't don't believe that Alzheimer's or dementia turns you into a fucking cunt. Well, I was about to say, so I have been around people with Alzheimer's before. Mm -hmm. And they, like, forgot my name and, mm-hmm. like, didn't know what day it was. And maybe also forget... They tend to forget time. Like, 
you know, like they think they're young and that like their kids are still young, yeah, even though they're grown up. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. I've never really heard of the racist angle coming out. Yeah. Oh, I forgot that I wasn't a racist. No, I I think like you know, obviously people's dementia and senility presents in different ways, and we can't be you yeah. know singular. Surprise! What it. it sounds like we are However, not doctors. This is the, the way that Terry Gilliam spoke about this, and the fact that he's still working leads me to personally believe that he is very clearly compass menace enough to be take part in the public discourse about this, and therefore he's open. To, he's, he's he's here for criticism, and we technically, because we're doing a podcast and media, so this is media criticism. So this is covered. We're okay to say this. So fuck off, Terry Gilliam. I mean, is it because it might seem cruel saying something about someone with Alzheimer's? I don't know. Well, I, I mean, I guess so. But at the same time, you know, I mean, see if you live in the world as the pure top dog, mm-hmm. being a white man, maybe maybe you get a little shit thrown at you when you have Alzheimer's. Yeah. Like, fuck up. Hmm. Like, being oppressed your entire life isn't a fucking easy fucking... True. Right, either. Well, that's just, I mean, what basically what I was saying is that... I, I know, th- I, I get we're, we're it. Trying to, we're trying to say that there is an issue there where he has dementia. I don't believe this is a presentation of it. And the only... It's only really been bad faith arguments. People who would obviously take his side, regardless of his mental state, that have brought the dementia into it. He's still working. He's still producing films. Well, that's I'm, what I'm saying. If you're still out there producing stuff, putting stuff out there in yeah. the world, then uh, to, be, to be honest, ultimately it actually doesn't matter if you have... Any yeah. dementia or Alzheimer's because your words have power. Absolutely. Like, and you know, and people that say words, words are just words are are cunts that aren't you know affected yeah, by it. Exactly. Words and, can uh, be violence. I'm just so sick of this. Like, and it's something that I just don't understand. This like, this like need to protect your privilege. I guess what it is, and it's like, ah. Uh, I, that's the, because that's what it always comes down to. Basically, yeah. And I just, I don't understand why you're so, like, especially someone who's, like, reached the the high peaks. You know what I mean? Like, what, mm-hmm. it's not like anyone's stealing his job. No, you know well, this mean? is it. This is the thing. Like, why is he cutting about, like, well, I just tell people I'm a black lesbian now. Okay, number one, the whole point is that that would make it more difficult because that's why equality laws exist in the first place, you fucking dick. And number two, how in any way has the like any kind of diversity or equality legislation stopped Terry Gilliam from making fucking films? Right. I mean, Scarlett Johansson can still play whoever she wants. Right, and all fucking Barack Obama, <laughs> fucking Nelson Mandela, any other black man, that's going to be Scarlett Johansson's next role. Mark black man? No, I mean, anything she wants. Honestly, she's going to play Paul Pot next. Do you think she'd actually... I, I, do you know what she'd be really good at? Mm-hmm. The lead role in the Berbatov biopic, mm. directed by Spielberg, mm. starring Scarlett Johansson as Berbatov. Yes, I'd be really into that. Yeah, me too. Who, yeah. who would play me? Danny DeVito. And and you? Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> Fuck it, that's a great film. That's got that's got Oscar written all over it. Are you fucking joking me? DeVito I just couldn't Johansson, think of anyone else Goldberg. I don't know why anyone like I was just like thinking <laughs> of any actress for some reason I had a dream about a sister act last night and that's yeah. why I was thinking about who Goldberg <laughs> nice. I was thinking how good sister act 2 was and I've uh, watched in a while yeah and then how she was on the, the the view in America and she just keeps saying terrible things I still but there's still such good films don't ruin them for me I'm not ruining them for you she's ruining them proactive, retroactively <laughs> oh she is but like honestly I mean 
I, I just don't understand that sentiment. Like, how you can be so... Uh, what is the fragility with the, the, the male identity? How can you be on top for so long? Like, I'm genuinely asking you this. Yeah, it's, As representative of all white men. How well, can the you king be on, of the white men. How can you be on top for so long and still be threatened by... Let's oh. face it. See as women or people of colour or LGBTQ... A plus uh, as trans people as any person that's not a fucking white man we still it's we're not even really that close it's not like we're the days away from taking over we still have so <laughs> I know. much work to, like you've so no much graft political representation you've no representation in terms of like police and the military who protect our status quo you've no representation in the upper echelons of business you don't have the financial influence like what is it that women are days away from taking over how is it that the pure western nuclear family is under threat because we're still on top despite and merit is important because we have no merit basically mm. but I think like one of the big problems about like being a being a boy you're taught like you know um, be strong be on top be number one right and all men want to do that and any sort of attempt to take away their number one status is was when you get that kind of really pathetic limp dick male aggression but with someone like Terry Gilliam he's someone that's been in a position for so long that he's been like pure adored and he's basically, he's drank the Kool-Aid. I mean, right. He he yeah. believes his own hype. And so he believes that he is in this, this position of status by merit alone. So that is, it, immediately he thinks, well, it's all merit that's got me here. But these people are trying to tell me, I don't deserve it, question mark, exclamation mark. And that's where I think it comes from in his case, like high profile men. That's it's, the problem. It's so funny though, because I'm like, what... <sighs> And I, I get it, right? We talk a lot, and, and it is important to talk about this, because a mm-hmm. lot of this is the sort of reasons, rather than excuses, you know, but mm-hmm. it is reasons for... It is a, a lot how how men are raised, and how we teach me, boys to become men, and yeah. it's that attitude, that toxic masculinity. But you know what? That's really not good enough, though. No, it's not. Because you know what? Women are taught a lot of shit. Yeah. Do you know what? Like, really, see when a lot of time when you're a woman, and not as much now, but like different generations and even my generation a little bit you're taught you have to like think about it when you're a little girl all you're taught is like you have to be a good mummy and you Mm. have to be pretty and you have to be good at cooking because all the toys you got were a fucking cooker remember when we got that cooker and christy liked it and i fucking hated it and they got us tiny tim or no what was tiny tears tiny tears the baby that pissed yeah the baby the fucking the pistol no and she was it, no, she cried. Oh, no, wait, no, that she's the one that cried, that's right. Yeah, and, like, I hated it, so I gave it to Christy, so she had two. And, like, this is what they teach little girls, to be a good fucking wife, to be a good fucking mother, to be a good, uh, just, slave. Right. But you know what? That doesn't matter. You can look around the world, and you can see it, and you can intake information for yourself, and be like, okay, this is what that, 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 that's what's coming from this field. Mm-hmm. The, you know, what do I want? Yeah. What, do, what's the type of person I want to be? You can do that and you can, you don't have to be like what you've just learned. You can step outside of that. Mm-hmm. And that's why that excuse about, well, it's how we raise more isn't good, isn't just good enough. Okay. Because so, there needs to be a, an element of personal responsibility I for every man that acts there. like that. You can't just act like, oh, well, you know, 
it, you know, that, that, I was just, this is how I was raised. Like, you know, my mummy told me I was just special boy too many times. So I'm allowed to act in whatever fucking way I want. I think the difficulty is, like, you're completely right in what you're saying. <sighs> I got really heated You did there. You've got a bit flushed. Yeah, I did. Um, you're totally right in what you're saying there, but I think the issue is, you, you're completely correct, but when you're describing what we raise women to be, it's less than or subservient. Oh, completely. Like, you know, I talked about the piss baby, right? And I thought, oh, I'll make a funny joke out that doll that you used to squeeze and piss would shoot out his dick. Ha 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 that's really funny, someone made a piss baby. But in reality, if you think about it, that's just basically someone saying, let's just get these little bitches ready from an early age that well, when, no, they, that when, they, start exactly squeeze, when they start squeezing out kids, one day that baby's going to take a big arc and piss right into their eye. So they should know about it early on so it doesn't like take them by surprise and they don't like, you know, leave their husband and become like a fucking anarchist lesbian or something. Like, that's, that, that's the difficulty. Like, we, we raise women to be less than or to be weak you are weak you're subservient your role is this whereas we raise little boys to say you're strong and big and clever well, no, and you no, can no. be girls anything girls have some sort of sense of worth it's yeah. on how they look well yeah but because the girls right. put on pretty dresses and they look pretty and they get told they're right, pretty well, well I think we both know that that's not any substitute for, for telling someone that they can achieve or be anything strong well, or smart that's, or quicker that, that was my point yeah that was my point but anyway what I was trying to say was that the difficulty is that for women, women have to build themselves a up lot of women, men have a, to tear themselves down. A lot down. of women will never question their place in the world. Yes, what you said is correct. You have to take some personal responsibility. You have to think, wait, hang on, is this right? Is this, all, is this what I want from life? But for you as a woman, it was like, wait, no, I'm not less than, but it's, it's, t- it's a lot more for someone to say, wait, maybe I ain't shit. Yeah, I get it. Women have to build themselves up when mm-hmm. men have to tear themselves down. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I get it. That's a lot harder to do. And I also get that, you know, I mean, so much of it is, and that's why things like media is so important. Yeah. Because so much of how we kind of understand the world is informed by what we read and what we watch Mm. and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And that's why diversity and representation is so important in these areas because it does give us a... It broadens our horizons and, and allows people to, like question these things that you know these yeah. these kind of things when they're when yeah. they're growing up I, I think like people have this thing now where they're just like oh diversity is political correctness gone mad isn't it it's political correctness gone mad now let me just grow up this thought a little bit here right because what these people don't seem to understand is that okay number one from the first perspective they could have right I would say to someone whose argument was diversity is political correctness gone mad, you wouldn't need diversity laws. We wouldn't need to be, in their words, authoritarian Mm. about hiring minorities if employers weren't fucking racist. Completely, obviously. Okay, so I don't think that argument would necessarily work on a lot of people because fundamentally, number two, what most people think is that the racism doesn't exist in the first place. Oh, completely. Now, Let's follow that to its logical conclusion, right? I'm not a racist. I just think, you know, the racism doesn't exist in the way that people are talking about it. Okay, well, you have a situation where um, minorities of every kind, so women, black people, gay people, whoever else, are under disabled people, are underrepresented. Or um, let's just say it's a role like TV, right? Or a call centre, I don't fucking care. right? So you're underrepresented in this place. But racism doesn't exist. So that must mean that there is an inherent flaw 
in these people. Completely. They're just not as smart or not as funny or not as strong. Yeah. And now, what's the difference there? Oh, well, it's skin colour. Well, it's gender. Well, okay, cool. You are heteronormative, patriarchal, white supremacist. Mm-hmm. Basically, that's it. It's completely in- inherent to our identity to be white supremacists. But that's completely, that's really the dialogue that needs to be happening. And that is hard for every white person to hear. Yes. That to be told that unless you're consciously challenging the kind of status quo, you are sort of a white supremacist. Yes. And that isn't even, I said sort of, because I felt bad. Because it's it's, it's it's a confrontational thing to say. It is a very confrontational thing to say. Yeah. Um, And the problem is, you know, someone like Terry Gilliam, you can't even just say, by the way, we're going to just employ a lesbian for a minute without him being on the fucking news screaming his head off about how he's repressed. But like, what... Oppressed. And what's so difficult to me is what got me thinking was, you you were talking about how, you know, and uh, that's the problem with challenging the kind of male privilege because Mm -hmm. it's... but in reality, see, if this was any other circumstance, it wasn't yeah. like a gender, how would you win that battle? So, that's something that's well, very difficult, isn't it? No, in reality, it needs to be, oh, I don't know, am I like starting some sort of... Iron fist, are you saying yeah, iron fist? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I completely agree. We have spent decades... Like, I made me think, look, I made me think about uh, Ida B. Wells. Yes. So one of my articles recently was about Ida B. Wells. I don't think it's up yet. It's not. And so Ida B. Wells, uh, she was a journalist and activist. Kind of early civil rights activist. Early, right? early, early, really early. early, like, really she early. Was like born, post-slavery, right? She was born a slave. And there you go. So, yeah, and she basically, and a lot of the other civil rights activists at the time were quite conservative, you know, like they were kind of like not wanting to upset the white folks, mm-hmm. you know, wanting to keep everything kind of like, you know, civilised or whatnot. But she was just like... Don't why there's no civility here. This isn't this is not what's happening. Like one of the situations have where people got lynched, and she was like, mm-hmm. "Move out of this fucking town." She got six thousand black families to move out of town. Right. She was like, "They don't care about you. You don't support their business. Like mm-hmm. it needs to be quite black and white." And she, I'm not saying she was like she never suggested anyone was violent or anything. Yeah, but she was very like strong with her message yeah and in a way we need to be more like that well no you're completely right because the thing is we we as a society have completely whitewashed the civil rights movement and the part you know in the 60s the end of segregation mm. we completely have because only- we've reduced it to martin luther king saying i have a dream that everyone's just the same man like doesn't matter if you're black or white or whatever bro like that's the way that that's portrayed now whereas in reality someone like martin luther king someone like malcolm x someone like fucking huey newton someone like idb wells mm. the black fucking panthers these people all knew that the people aren't going to give up their the, privilege easily. Yeah, num- yes, but also this liberal ideology of, well, you know, we need to give everyone a say and, you know, we can win people around with, like, ideas. Like, or did you did you end lynchings with fucking ideas? But, no. But you, that was the... It's, it had to be enshrined in law. It had to be this fucking massive pressure. And it's still happening. Like, seriously, you mean, how long have, for example, in America, people had to be convinced that fucking black people are equal to them? And Look where we're at now. But that's the thing, though. And it's like... I guess, in a way, it's hard because... In a a way, it's hard not to think like those original civil rights guys. You know, they just... Mm -hmm. It's hard to fight. It's hard to live your life in a pure war. Yeah. That is. 
But at the same time, the way you've got to look at it, right? See if I met someone like Terry Gilliam. Yeah. He is my fucking enemy. Yes. Because even if he, you know, maybe he meets, he's, maybe we meet, I don't know why I'm meeting mm. him, but like maybe he's nice to me. Maybe maybe people would think, he's a nice guy. Look how nice he was. Oh, he's mm. nice. You know, I'd be like, no, but fuck you. You put your interests over me and yeah. not just over me, over everyone that isn't you, basically. Totally. And... That, it's not just even about a preference thing, it's like actually oppressing. Yeah. Your, his actions and his opinions are actually somewhat violent to, 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 to certain people. Yeah. And you should be held accountable for that. Completely. Um, and not that I'm saying we should start a war or anything, but I think we need to be really clear with how we talk about these things. Like fucking Ida, she was an icon. She basically, one of the big famous things she wrote, um, was a, a document on lynchings that yes. no one had ever done. And there was this perception that lynchings were, you know, actual criminals and men that raped white women and all this kind of shit. But mm-hmm. she actually proved that it was basically, you know, black men that had businesses and mm-hmm. or black men that just, like, was, you know, was kind of slightly rude to a white man or whatever. Basically bullshit. Yeah. She wrote this and she did not. She was so blunt about everything. Mm-hmm. And really f- fully spilled the tea. And that was a dangerous thing for her to do. Totally. It's not even that dangerous for us to do it now, no, necessarily. No, no, Look, no, I mean, us. it's for some people. Some people, yeah. for some, Not for us, personally, though. Maybe. Someone could come and attack me. Who knows? I mean, more likely you than you than me. Well, but definitely. I'm just saying what I'm, what I'm trying to say. There's probably people who, you know, are in immediate danger. And that's we're not trying to say that we No, no, that's thing. what I'm saying. No, yeah. that's what I'm saying. We are not in danger. Um, but there is. For some people, there is. Mm-hmm. But... I guess that's one of the reasons why I think it's important to talk about. Yeah. Um, but oh, I just get so frustrated at that. I just don't understand it. Like someone like him that's been given so much, so much luck and so much opportunity. Oh, I know, right? Could just turn around and meet And you know what? See, forget even the moral side of it. Yeah. How bored are you just seeing fucking white people on the TV? I'm mm. so bored of it. I know, I know. It's the like, same shit, you know, definitely, I mean, isn't it? Well, now I just watch fucking Korean TV shows because I was that bored of it. Right. But it's just the same shit. See if I have to watch another fucking Hollywood actor that looks the fucking same as the three other actors just do the same old bullshit film. I am, like, honestly going to lose my fucking mind. Like, it's just all the same. Like, adding in dif- diversity. Like, stop seeing... People need to stop seeing it like you're giving them a pure handout. Right. What you're actually doing is enriching your fucking what broadcast station totally. or fucking movie studio or whatever. You're enriching that by adding a different flavors, people with different histories and different ideas and right. different tastes. Can I just say as well on a slightly unrelated note, <laughs> Terry Gilliam was in Monty Python, right? Now he's a director or whatever. Is he meant to be funny? Because of that patter. Ooh, I'm a black lesbian now. Cool. Did you fucking hijack that from a fucking angry 13-year-old boy on a gaming message board in 2011? Like, seriously. That was, you know, the statement that you're right. It was really oh, like, fucking yeah, grow was. up. You're a fucking adult. Do you know what I mean? Like, what is that? Well, that's, when that's the thing. Well, what's you that gives great power? Oh, I identify as an attack helicopter. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, totally. Fuck off, man. It totally is like that. It really is that kind of power. Really? And I, that I was really, 
SJWs and feminists own with logic. Fucking yeah, no, and it and it was really like ugh, like it was it was almost repugnant to see someone a man of his sort of apparent maturity because he's that fucking old. Like, see if you're old enough to get fucking dementia. I mean, even though I know people can get early onset, so sorry. But you know, I mean, you should be not fucking speaking like a. 12 year old boy absolutely yeah he's not he's not, regr- he's not like, he's not regressing back to you know his childhood in 2007 when the culture war started do you know what I mean like <laughs> fuck this what would you say to him what advice would you give him uh, to, I wouldn't I'd push him under a bus because he's too old to change uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd fucking tell him that <gasps> can we go back to the <gasps> Terry Gilliam fucking kill yourself you Hey-o. might as well do it soon right anyway. seriously like what's the fucking point in trying with someone like that he's too his privilege is enshrined like, his brain is set. This is what I believe. This is who I am. This is how I feel about it. And, you know, he's he was one of the cunts that came out against the fucking hashtag MeToo movement. Which, oh, you know, no, did which, he? Which, yeah, he came out with, oh, don't stop being mean to Matt Damon. He didn't do anything wrong. I'm Terry Gilliam. You fucking ladies are getting your panties in a bunch. Oh, my God. You know what? I just... Yeah, just fuck off. Honestly, really he's, fuck he's off. honestly, he's, he's about fucking one day away from saying that it's just fucking menstrual hysteria that's causing women to say all these things. Like, oh, they must all be having their period at the same time, some shit like that. Oh. It's just juvenile. Fuck him. He's too. He's not. What's the point changing him? Is he worth changing? No, I don't. I don't care about his cultural contributions. Fuck him. I've got directors I like watching. I mean, so the best film of last year was Terry Gilliam. It's fucking Get Out, and it's better than any fucking piece of shit movie you're gonna make. So go fuck yourself, you old cunt. Same. <laughs> yeah, same. So that's that's your advice, Terry. Hope was that it helps. Get Out last year. Yeah, it was last year. That was a good movie. It was a good movie. Nice little breathe there. Should we? Should we yeah, uh, move on to our next problem? I mean, honestly, really nice change of pace. It would be funny if he like died tomorrow or something. Eh? I mean, yeah, I would be like, cool, I'm a psychic. And I would start, like, I don't know, buying lottery tickets. <gasps> I did that tickets. with my mind. Yeah, I'd buy lottery tickets. Like, loads I always of them. thought I could kill people with my mind. Or hoped. Well, you're, ki- you're kind of killing me on the inside with your mind. Mm, so, but it's faster there, more instant. <laughs> that is true. If, you, if tomorrow Terry Gilliam's like head spontaneously combusts or whatever, mm. that'd be... Uh, that that'd be, be pretty exciting. <sighs> right, you ready? Yeah. Just before we start, I want to say 10 out of 10 for literary flair in this letter. Oh, really? really? There's a, a reader submission. Thank you so much for sending problems in. We, now, we are now sitting on two problems. This is one of them, but feel free to continue sending your submissions in. We love hearing from you. We love all of you. Let's help you. And even if you've sent in a problem before, send in more. Just everyone send in problems. Yeah, like seriously. seriously. Like if one, one person, you send us a problem every week, we're going to be happy because we're going to keep that shit anonymous. If it's going to look like we've got problems. lots of listeners, we're going to get really popular. If you don't send problems, we're going to stop the podcast. Don't say that. Well, I'll threaten it. I'm going to threaten it. Oh my God, Lisa, that's gaslighting possibly. Is it? I don't know, something no, abusive. Not. It's burning it to the ground. Yeah, you're right, okay. I'll, I'll, we will finish this podcast. And now you may be like, fuck you, I don't like your podcast that much. And I'm like, well, fine, I can't convince you to like it. Yep. If you do like it, then write a fucking problem. I got too worked up about the Terry Gilliam thing. I'm never <laughs> I'm a, I'm Everyone's just Terry Gilliam. You. you are all my enemy. <laughs> right, well, dial it back a little bit for this problem, okay? Okay, okay um, here, here we go. Back. Here we go. I'm starting to run out of energy. Keep your digressions to yourself, motherfucker. Okay. Okay, here we go. Dear Dave and Mona Lisa, We may be having a drought in the UK, but my own personal drought, of the sex variety, has recently come to an end. I'm not showing off. This simply is important context for my problem. Yes, bitch. Hey, fucking get it. My question to you is this. 
is it okay to sleep with someone who is highly problematic, if you really are just in it for the D? When I say problematic, I mean a self-proclaimed racist, I mean a gym bro who talks over me and criticises women's bodies in front of me and thinks being bisexual is greedy. He is arrogant, obsessed with cars, clothes and football. This is the kind of guy I would usually never touch with a barge pole, and yet it's precisely his terrible moral code that has made me feel comfortable enough to sleep with him without fear of hurt and humiliation. I know that doesn't sound logical, but it's because I feel pretty certain that I'm not going to catch feels for this one. Emotional and physical intimacy are tough for me. Think of my barriers like the wall in Game of Thrones, and it's incredibly rare that I meet any guys who fall into the magical Venn diagram of emotionally available plus interesting feminist ally, hence the drought. It has taken me years to become accepting of my body and sexuality, but now I'm here, it all seems the decent blokes are settled into long-term relationships. I'm happy being single, but also crave a great shag, so my problem has a few layers. First of all, is this situation with a gym bro sustainable, i.e. will I be able to remain stalwart and get what my strong, independent sexual self needs, or am I at risk of falling for this ripped but morally detestable guy? And secondly, can I be a self-respecting feminist while pursuing this? Or is it a bit like saying that Kanye is cancelled for the slavery as a choice comments and then buying his new album anyway? Last of all, what happens if, shock horror, he actually turns out to be more into it than I am? Your advice, ridicule and general wisdom would be much appreciated. Love, feminist with needs. P.S. Thank you for Berbatov's life story. It was incredibly moving. <laughs> Cat emoji. <laughs> well. So, I mean, Ooh, I've many, really many, went, I've went. Many layers I've like went, I was completely certain of my answer at first. Okay. And now I'm not. So obviously I screened these um, because I wouldn't just like read something out like completely blind. What I was like, fuck you, Dave. I'm going to come to your house and kill you. And that'd be <laughs> awkward. Um, but I was just like, damn. Like I know how I feel about it, but what I feel is quite ambiguous. Okay, can I can I go then? Feel free. So at first, can I can I see some of the letters? Yes, you can. can. You me... I will unlock my uh, my diary that I write these. They'll put the letters in. I don't know. How would I store letters? It's your phone. Hurry up. Yeah, it's my phone. It's a text thing on my phone. It's fine. Right. So, um, okay. See when they said, is it okay to sleep with someone who's hyper problematic? Racist. Jim bro. Talks over me. Criticism. I would say, no. (laughs) It's not okay. Right. Because my thing used to be, like John Waters always says, like if you go to someone's house and they don't have books, don't fuck them. I kind of feel the same in the way that, you know what, sometimes men are able to just be like that because women fuck them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, maybe if they had less women, they wouldn't be such a cunt. But, here's the tea with that. Something that I didn't really see happening recently, mm-hmm. what I've realised is, when women don't fuck those guys, they just turn into incels and murder people. So, as <laughs> so women, are you jumping on the grenade? Well, we're really stuck between a rock and a hard place there. Yes, that is true. I do think that by fucking someone <laughs> and giving them pleasure, you are somehow complicit in their what they are putting out in the universe. And if that is racism and hatred and whatnot, then I do think that you are playing a part in that. But at the same time, I do also think. 
you know, should you as a feminist burden, or should you as a woman, or should you as a person mm. take the burden of all the world onto you? Mm-hmm. Should you, just like everyone else, kind of enjoy pleasure and seek out your needs? Isn't that fair for you to do? Mm. And it's difficult because I can see, you know, that that idea of, you know, sleeping with someone that you know that you're not going to get attached to. It's not going to be problematic. Yeah. It's easier that way. And maybe it's kind of makes it kind of hotter because he's such a dick. Yeah. You know? Like, look, let's like real pe- talk. What would we call it? Hate fuck. It's basically what it is. Right? Yeah. So, do you have yeah. any more to elaborate on there? But, I mean, it's kind of like a, it's like a human vibrator, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, you know, I think that fucking someone who's atrocious and dating someone who's atrocious are very different things. Right, do you? Yeah, I do. What's the difference, though? Well, the difference is... I mean, I guess that's quite... I mean, I suppose I'm being quite selfish by saying that because dating someone is kind of like saying, I'm okay that this person's like this, I'm okay to be seen with them, I'm willing to hear them out on their abominable fucking problematic beliefs. Whereas fucking them is kind of like, I'm ashamed of this person, I just need that good deed. I mean, part of me does, like, see, the more the letter went on, like, I totally, like, I totally understood, like, you know, like, if you manage, if you have these barriers and you manage to kind of let someone in, someone you feel comfortable with, like, see for your own personal development and your own needs, maybe that is just what you need at that moment, you know, like, yeah. Maybe one day you just need to eat chocolate cake when you don't need it, but, you know, mm. maybe you just need it for, like, your soul or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I don't know, I'm really so, struggling to... And I guess... It's every human being's right, I guess. This is how we human beings are. It's it's every human being's right to just take what they want from the world. Think about their needs. I wouldn't say you know? take what you take... you. Yeah, I suppose take what you want from the world might seem a little bit extreme, but, you know... Well, yeah, okay. I was more distracted by Berbatov and Sorry, yeah, that's Berbatov that. is crawling about everywhere and, like, almost knocked a lamp over. He just wanted to a little bit, like, yeah, slowly. He wanted to say hi during your problem. Yeah. He was here meowing and being an asshole. Yeah. But, well, yeah, we all want to... This is how human beings are now. They mm-hmm. think of, you know, if I want something, that makes it okay. But I don't know. I don't think it's ever okay. Okay, so you're going for you're going for. A, I mean, a part of me feels bad because I don't want well, to feel may, like. Well, let I'm me talk about it then because I okay. I think slightly contrary to you. Okay. So, I guess my feeling about this is like you are in a way validating someone who's god awful. Now you identify as a feminist. I don't know necessarily if he knows that, but as someone who's a kind of anti-feminist, in a way, you're kind of arming him. To say, well, you know, these feminists, they say one thing, but, you know, they're fucking happy when they get the D, or whatever like that. So there is an element, I think, of kind of enabling someone's problematic behaviour by sleeping with them. On the other hand, I also think that one of the problems is that post-colonial theory talks a lot about the burden of representation. Oh, you just... (laughs) Yeah, I just dropped the the fucking, the the PCT in there, the post-colonial theory. (laughs) Talks about the burden of representation, uh, yeah, which is something totally. that's literally put on um, authors from developing countries who write a book or something like that. People say, well, this is the authentic experience now. And I think um, we as kind of Protestant, capitalist, individualist, modern, millennial Westerners have this propensity for mm. um, thinking that we... Uh, 
adapting this kind of fucking saviour complex. Like, our actions are the ones that matter. Whereas in reality, you know, if you, should you be, should you be emotionally kind of damaged or should you be unsatiated or should you be lonely or should you be spiritually bereft? Um, you know, just in, for the sake of this kind of Pyrrhic victory that no one can really ever tangibly see the result of by by denying yourself something or by denying mm. a relationship with something. Like I said to you before, I think that sex is a lot different to a relationship. I don't think there's ever a, a, a possibility of you catching feelings. If you think there's even remotely a possibility of ca- you catching feels, fucking head for the hills. If you think there's a possibility of him catching feels maybe also head for the hills as well because that, you know, he isn't simply the sort of man that's going to take that kind of rejection very well. But ultimately, I think you shouldn't put the burden of being the saviour of all womankind onto yourself in this situation. Although I, I generally think you probably should be steering clear of them. And I also kind of think you know that because you're asking. Well, this, I yeah. would say that it's this is, this is a decision that you and you alone have to make because the only morality that matters is yours. And this is, this is the thing. Like, I think, you know, we've all... Everyone's done things in their life that you know is kind of morally wrong mm. or uh, not necessarily moral moral to the world but yeah. even just to your sort of personal moro- morality yeah but i think it's all about being honest with yourself totally. you know and i think you know be honest with yourself set a time be like this is what i need i'm this is i know this is fucking wrong yeah. i shouldn't be fucking this guy he is a human garbage but this is what i need at the moment and i'm going to do this for this amount of time yeah Fine, but be very honest with yourself and what you're doing. You know, don't try and justify it yourself as anything other than you taking what you want in that situation. You totally, know what I mean? yeah. Like, it is like having that second slice of cake or like... Oh, I'm talking about cake. I'm so, I want sorry. cake so badly. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, well, I'm just trying to think of like buying an expensive handbag, you know, doing all these yeah. things that we... You know, we probably shouldn't do in life, but we do because they make us feel good. Yeah. Um, and sometimes our kind of moral compass goes out the window. Mm. And, you know. Yeah. But I don't know. I Part of me thinks this is an age thing as well. Really? Yeah, because when I was a lot younger and single, obviously, mm-hmm. I would probably have thought differently about this. I would yeah. have probably thought less seriously about this. Well, I think so too. I think, and I think a lot of people never grow past the stage where they don't particularly care about someone's politics or ethics or morality before they have sex with them because it's just sex. Well, I guess it was never really a problem for me. Though. Like I, I explicitly remember one of my friends texting me years ago and saying, "I'm going to have sex with this person. Uh, I don't know if I want to though. They're a racist." And I was just like, "Well, don't then." And they were just like, "Yeah, but I really want to. They're hot." And I was like, well, fucking do it then. Just stop texting me I about don't know. It. I, don't I guess I'm a really bad person to ask about this because I am like a a really, like, I will completely fuck myself over just purely because I'm so stubborn. Mm. Like, it could be the hottest person in the world. And if they said something like that, like yeah. racist or something, I'd be like, nope, see you later. And in a way, perhaps that may have been, a, could have been a mistake for me. You know what I mean? Mm. I could regret it forever. Or is that a privilege I, that you have that you, you're able to, you know, that, 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 that your mental willpower is able to overcome the kind of physical desire for that person? Uh, no, it's not. I'm just that stubborn. <laughs> okay, so. Um, it is a very difficult problem because in a way, I, at first I thought it was really clear cut and then now I'm like, uh. 
So and it is hard. Well, because it's hard. It is hard to find a a partner. Mm. Like really hard. Like we were at that party at the weekend, and loads of I was speaking to loads of girls, and they were talking about Tinder dates, and like yeah, you know, like obviously that's a pure unknown world for us because we've been together before Tinder came out. Yeah. I just like don't know what I do. See if I was single now, this is why I feel bad for kind of being a bit shitty and judgmental. Like pure yeah. oh like I would never I would never fuck someone that was fucking a racist. But then I'm like, bitch, maybe if I'm fucking single a few years, maybe I'd be fucking all the racists. Mm-hmm. I mean I wouldn't. But you know what I'm saying though? Like maybe my moral fucking standard would drop slightly right. if I'd been single and if I was going on terrible Tinder dates or mm. whatever. Like, so that's why I feel a bit bad for judging because I'm like, it is so hard to meet decent people. Right, well, so if I just put your ridiculous moral standards to one side for a minute, (laughs) what I think as someone who is a bit more morally grey is that that whatever you choose to do, and I still really genuinely think, I don't know if you agree with me, Lisa, Mm. but I do genuinely think this is a decision that you have to make on your own and it has to be in line with what you want, regardless of what we say. Or anyone else, your friends say, because I'm sure you probably spoke to them about it as well. But the most important takeaway, I think, would be to not beat yourself up about it. Because like Lisa said, you know, everyone caves a little bit. And, you know, we live in this, this sort of world now where, you know, if, as soon as you're kind of catapulted in the spotlight, you've got this army of people looking through every past interaction you've ever had to find the problematic thing that's going to be your undoing. You're going to get milkshake ducked. Because that was the fucking word of the year last year or whatever. Mm. Like, there's there's someone there's going to be something. Because ultimately, we develop as better people through reading and understanding and listening, but also through trial and error. And we yeah. also learn from our mistakes as well. I would not for a second ever, even though I'm sitting on this podcast telling people what I think about their, their life morality, I wouldn't for a moment forget that I have said and done and felt problematic things in my past. And, yeah, and everyone's and even, fucked someone that yeah, they regret. It, yeah, Jesus. completely. Fuck, like, Jesus Christ. Like, sometimes when that fucking, that dick gets talking or whatever, you know, it's like, it can override anything you're hearing in your brain. So don't beat yourself up about it. Like, don't carry, regardless of your decision, don't carry it forward in your life like this terrible thing that you've done because no one is perfect. Everyone does things in order to reconcile their view of the world versus what they maybe want from life at a more basic level. Okay, can I just put my finishing thoughts on? Yes, I was completely finished. That was oh. literally the last word I wanted yeah, to say. I forgot. So, yeah, I, my thing is just be really honest with yourself and be really real about it. Like, right. don't start telling yourself that he's not that bad a guy or blah blah blah, anything like that, because that's really dangerous. Mm. Like, be real. He sounds like a fucking cock. Like, real human garbage. Mm. But, you know, if, if you really need that in your life, then it's it's up to you if that's what you want to do. But I would try and, like, put time limits on it or, mm. like, you know what I mean? Have, like, an exit plan or something, you know? Yeah. Don't just let yourself kind of get drifted away in that. Yeah. Because it can be really easy to lose yourself Yeah. in that. Can I also just float a little thought out there? Mm. Just a question for you to ponder. Lisa, you could give me some input as well. Is it possible that you're being close to and being around someone that is repulsive to you and you could never fall for isn't so much a thawing of your wall as it is a different level built on top of your wall. Well, I was actually going to say that, to be honest, and you Mm. kind of interrupted me. I would say that sometimes... Well! Sometimes purposely going with people that you know aren't right for you, which I have done in the past, 
is kind of unhealthy behaviour in a way. And and I'm really the same. I have a huge wall too. And part of it was that, you know, that you know that you're not going to get that close to that person because you don't have that connection. And I did that for a long time because it's safer to do that. Because it's really difficult to kind of let someone in. And so it's sometimes much easier to just choose someone that you ne- you know you never will let in, you know? Yeah. So I would really think about your kind of your your real intentions behind this situation. Yeah, is, is this actually helping you in the long run? Yeah. I hope that was of assistance. Let us know how it goes. Yeah, let us know how it goes. That would be good. I'd like to hear what you thought about and that. And as I said, please don't think I was being judgmental. I do tend to be very black, morally black and white sometimes. You can be, yes. Um, But sometimes you're not. Sometimes you are. Who knows what you're going to get? Yeah, that's This is true. like a box of chocolates. But, like, again, it is that thing where maybe my perception of all these things would be different if I was single. Yeah. Because I can see it people all the time, like, that person's not right for you. But then it's because I already know that if you, like, died or left me or whatever and I couldn't mm. find anyone else, I would just happily get loads of cats. Yeah. And hope people thought I was a witch. I'd play a ton of video games and die early. Me? No, I would. If you left me. No one cares about you, though. That is true. Should we have on our I final just call? I loads of cats, like loads. And I'd hope people thought I was a witch. Right, cool. Talk about it on your fucking cat podcast. Okay, well, I wish I had a cat podcast. I wish you did too. Anyway, shut your mouth, let's do the last problem. Ready? Yes. Okay. I've been with my fiance Rachel, for six years. She is the love of my life, etc. Good sign. We're both very happy, live together and have the same plans with regards to the future. One difference we do have, though, is she doesn't like football. I love football, grew up playing it, and even work in the industry now. This has always been fine, though. She'll ask how my team did and be happy for me, but she has absolutely zero interest in watching it. Yesterday, I went to watch the England versus Sweden game with some friends. Oh, so it's fresh. And she took advantage, this is really, this is topical, and she took advantage of the quietness in the gym. I don't completely get that, to be honest, but whatever. That's her and I'm me. We're both happy. (laughs) Now, though, a problem has arisen. Uh The first problem is that I'm an idiot because I didn't look at the dates of the World Cup before I agreed to a wedding date. That is my fault, I admit, but now we just have to beat Croatia and we're in the final, which is when the game is. We've already had quite a few messages asking if we're going to be playing the match at the reception. Rachel originally said no. The day, according to her, is a special one for the two of us, and that's that. I've explained to her that people will want to watch the match, I want to watch the match, and they will do it on their phones if there's no TV or projector there anyway. After yesterday, and she saw all the fuss, I also think because some of her friends message her wanting to watch the game, she has said we will arrange with a hotel to put out a large TV to watch the final, but literally on for the game only, no pre or post match analysis. She's not even happy about this compromise. Now on to the big problem, because that's not enough. Wait, can I just clarify, whose wedding is this? His! Their wedding! To her! How are you not getting this? Now on to the big problem, because that wasn't enough. Right. The best man messaged me this morning saying he has tickets for the final. Conditional on if we make it. This is insane! He wants to go with me. I want to go. If I turn them down, he will go anyway with another mate. I would support that decision of his. I love my mate and want him next to me as I get married, 
But understand, it's the World Cup Final. So what do I do? I want to go. The World Cup Final is a once in a lifetime opportunity. I love my fiance so much, but she needs to understand that we can get married any day. It doesn't matter what day, it's just a wedding day, a big party. I want to be married to her, but one day is just one day. I won't love her any less if we get married on June 16th instead of the 15th. How do I do it? Oh my god, oh <laughs> my god. Balls coming home, I it's didn't, coming home. I didn't understand that the wedding was there. Yes, he is getting married on the same day as the World Cup final. First of all, he wanted to watch it on TV. Now he wants to actually go to the final because his mate's offering him tickets. No, no, I understood that, yeah. Can I mean, you imagine? Oh my god. Right, I mean, look. See, this is what I'm saying. I'd rather just be, I'd rather just have all my cats. Like, mm-hmm. I just can't deal with this. I just can't deal with this. Like, honestly. <laughs> See that oh, lady, like, like cut that guy's dick off because yeah. he was cheating on her and threw it out the window. Like, that's what I think we should be doing. John Wayne Bobbitt, his name was. Her name no, was Loretta. this is different. This is different. This is more recently. Wow, that was snidey. Sorry. Sorry, I was just so Sorry, I got the that. wrong dick cutter. <laughs> I was just so God. worked up about right. So, I mean, do you know what's so the shit about this? Podcast is over because of creative differences, everyone. <laughs> do you know what's so shit about this, right? It's not like she seems to have a particular issue. Like, you, okay, firstly, can we talk about how he's got his pure panties in a twist because she doesn't love football as much I know. as he she wants doesn't, her to. She doesn't take You can't force someone to like something that they don't like. Like, she's cool with you liking it. Just why do you need her next to you all the time? Just have that. It could be your alone thing. Just you do it by yourself. Right, but this is the problem. He's acting like she's just going to be a massive bitch about it. You know, like it's just her... Being a bitch. No, you know what, you childish piece of shit. You cannot change a wedding date. <laughs> you get wedding venues are booked months, sometimes years in advance. You get oh. catering, music, or I mean all this fucking Invitations. white people nonsense with their weddings that I just I don't agree with anyway because I think it's such an overly lavish celebration of what your love. Who cares? Anyway, so you're with him on what to go to the World Cup final because weddings are gross. It doesn't matter. No. I think most weddings are over the top and overly lavish and I think it's just uh, perpetuates the very kind of greedy, selfish, capitalist monsters that we tend to be. But anyway, I just think you can't, like, weddings can't just be changed. The day just can't be changed that soon. Like, it, everything's organised. Like, catering, everything will be prepared. Wedding cakes will be being made. Like, everything will be ready for that day. Like, you, the, understand the amount that goes into a wedding. It isn't about her just being a baby and not, and not letting you change the day. It's about all of this shit going on. Like, you can't just change this. And for you to think it's as simple as that... You are a fucking idiot. Now, can I just say, you obviously aren't that big of a fan of football because you would have those dates definitely in your memory. You would definitely Ah, not... But you wouldn't because he's a man. But you definitely would know, oh, maybe the World Cup would be around that time. Probably shouldn't do my wedding then. Yeah, but... Get married in, like, October. But it's such a pure typical, like, fucking cis, white, fucking Western male thing to do. Just be like, this is hugely important to me, but I'm not going to, like, have a diary or, like, keep the actual date in my brain or anything because I just live life one day at a time. Like, ultimately, this isn't even anything to do with football. This is to do with him being an irresponsible fucking dick and his punishment for his idiocy 
is you missed the World Cup, you have to have your wedding. Pretty Berbatov much. Berbatov agrees, don't you, Berbatov? He's, well, he's been a fucking nightmare this week. This is a third just, appearance. See, instead of walking anywhere else on the desk. I mean, buddy, you're has, under the lamp. He's going to burn his back. Yeah, he has to go under the lamp, over the hard drive, in between the wall and he's, the computer. He's going to burn his back. Look, I think, can he feel it? I think he Yeah, he surely could. It's literally, it's half an inch from his fucking stupid body. Do you like it, buddy? Is it warm? Oh, you're getting a little tan. He's in his tanning booth. Well, earlier on, sometimes he sits at the window and it's so hot recently, you, he's actually hot to the touch. I always think he's dead. I have he thought he so is dead those. like twice a day for the last three weeks. It's ridiculous. Anyway, World Cup boy. But Lisa, you say all these things, but what if I was to tell you it's coming home? I don't understand. So, can I just state the fact that like, because I work for myself, I don't have like a people around me talking about this. And I can just very easily, like, sort of curate what I see on the internet, and mm-hmm. I don't watch TV. So I just don't understand. Like, to be honest, the only reason I knew the World Cup was happening is that Korea were playing and it was on a TV show I was watching. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's legitimately, like, I- I'm like, cool. When Who's playing the football games? <laughs> so Lisa, the World Cup. How often is does the World Cup a happen? A four-yearly celebration Four of year. football. So it's like in the which Olympics. Teams from all around the world. National I understand teams what the World Cup is. I even know what the offside a, is. A big trophy. Offside. It's role. called the World Cup. It's not. A, it looks like a ball, a hand holding a balls. Does it? Do you not think? Isn't I, it like I that? Mean, I, don't, I don't know what the fuck it looks like. I play computer games. Isn't it like that? It's like a hand. I ride bikes and play computer games. I don't know much about football anymore. Ride bikes. It makes you sound like you're pretty BMX. Yeah, 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 I'm doing a fucking wicked tail tail whip, mm. bro. Uh, no, I'm quite fat. Um, <laughs> you know, like the thing is, right? The comment, I can no, I can, uh, no, Listen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play like. You know, I don't like to be devil's. Oh, he's advocate. gonna play his white man cards. You know, you know, I don't like to be devil's advocate here. I love being devil's advocate. But advocate. what I would say is there is something of a mass hysteria about this, because as we all know, England desperately want to win a World Cup. Haven't done it since 1966. Don't know if you knew about them winning the World Cup that year. You're not a football fan, but of course you fucking know that because yeah. you can never get away from it. Well, just a clarity for anyone listening in America or anything. If you live in they Britain... Know. If you live in Britain, all you hear about is England winning the World Cup, then... They think it's all over. It is now. And, like, obviously, we have our own teams in the World Cup. Scotland... Well, they're not in the World Cup. Well, never in the World Cup because we don't no. get there. In fact, of fact none, of the, none of the other teams. They could have all been in the World Cup, but none of them were. Well, that's that. what I mean. We all have our national teams. And so we don't fucking care about right. England. Let like, we want explain. our teams to win. Let me just explain. Now, I, get, I understand it because England really want to win the World Cup, right? Yeah. The English people, they love football. They fucking love getting sunburned. They love eating a pie. They love smashing a pint glass over a Spanish waiter's head. Smashing up Ikea. Did you see that? Yes. And did you see the guy in the bus shelter? No. He was the best when he jumped off the top of a double-decker bus onto the roof of a bus shelter and fell straight through it. It was incredible. He looked like he's dead. Then there was that girl that unfortunately jumped up and down and smashed the window screen of an ambulance car. You know, those car ambulances, the little yellow ones. Yeah. Unnecessary. It was there because it was like, you know, giving medical attention to someone in a house somewhere. But there is a mass hysteria about this because England are further forward than they've been in a World Cup for a very, very long time. And honestly, of all the routes you could take to win a World Cup, this is probably the easiest one. Like, 
all the big teams are out. England have had the path of least resistance to the mm-hmm. final. You know, who have they had? Fucking, they just had Sweden there. Next up is Croatia. I mean, we don't care. This isn't anyway, a football podcast. Anyway, it's, anyway, it's not a football podcast. It's a cat podcast. I forget. <laughs> um, but there is, there is a strong possibility it's going to happen. And English people, the sun is out. Brexit's happening, which they love. Mm. It's just a really good time to be a fat, gammony English nationalist. Mm. And that's why football's coming home. So I can understand he's maybe caught up in something of a mass hysteria about this. Because it does matter a lot to a lot of people. What's coming home? The trophy. So football's coming home. No, but that doesn't make sense. Well, yes, it does. Because the football was birthed here. But then, symbolically, I guess Brazil is probably the home of football now because they won the most World Cups or maybe Germany. But if we get the trophy, then the, the sort of ideology of football but will return football to Britain. was football birthed here? I mean, I don't know. I, don't I think know it was like a, they all they, they had like a pig's bladder or whatever. I don't know. Was it Scotland or something? I don't know. I don't know. Who don't cares? Know about this. Who cares about football right. history? It's not I, a football no, podcast. It's just more. I just I didn't understand that. People kept saying it, and I'm just like, ugh, I don't know about this. Yeah, I don't care about this. So it's coming home, basically. Ugh, ugh. And it's God. from the song. You know the song. Yes, I know the fucking song. I mean, they they are honestly like fucking hell. The guy from the Lightning Seeds, right? Remember the Lightning Seeds? He was the one that actually made that song. David David Bedil and Frank Skinner were just kind of on it. The guy from the Lightning Seeds like made the song, and he was just a sort of like nobody indie fucking rock boy in the nineteen nineties. Now he probably has like a James Bond style fucking cliffside secret hideout mansion just from royalties from that song from this summer alone. I think he, to be honest, someone should give him a fiver every time they say football's coming home. I mean, I just, like, so do you think then he's kind of justified to miss his wedding because it's such an important date? No, but I can understand the pathology because because everyone around him will be like, the thing is, right, no, he's, in a way he's right, his girlfriend's like, I'm going to get married on this day, but I imagine a lot of her friends and all his friends will be like, fuck this wedding. No, no, and which totally. is sad. And yeah, because it makes a kind of bad environment. Uh-huh. Also, I get it, right? Even though he's being such a giant cunt, right? And he's clearly a big baby, right? Yes. Anyway, I get it. Any person that, like, you know, there's an event that you want to go to and you miss like say perhaps I don't know a K-pop band oh, no. that comes oh, that does a European oh, God, tour finally comes to Europe but on a tour happening. and you know they finally have London dates because the other K-pop band that did Europe but they only came to Paris and Berlin so finally this K-pop band the kind of most popular outside of Korea have a European tour and then you know they, they sell tickets but then you can't get tickets so you don't get to go so I, I mean imagine we had scheduled the wedding and someone's messaged you to say, oh my God, I've got front row BTS tickets. I mean, oh, fuck you. I, like, literally, they would mm-hmm. be like a, a, a shape, a cloud. Yeah, exactly. At least a shape cloud. Yeah, so, like, I would but, reject you instantly. So what we're saying here is football's coming home, yeah? Yes. So he's okay to do this. Now, I do. I think that it's it was... Why? Why did you book your wedding on that day? Well, that's probably because probably they got it cheap. Because the people at the wedding were ah, like, yeah. no one's going to book this day. And she came in with a little fucking Michael Kors handbag. Like, excuse me, I'd like to book it on this day. And yeah. he's just there eating pork scratchings or whatever he's yeah, doing. Like, totally. not paying attention. He's fucking on the phone like, ooh, fucking Wayne Rooney, 4 Yeah, like, do it playing, like, puggy games on his phone or whatever. Right, I don't know. totally. And what do young yeah. people do these days? Watching Love Island or something? I watch Love Island, though. Yeah, you're... Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so... I don't know. Seriously, Love Island's amazing. It's the most awkward thing that's ever happened. And the fact that people allow themselves to be filmed in this context is 
Insanity. So I actually entered a competition for a trip to Mallorca to meet the cast of, of Love Island and have a nice day. Because I want the holiday. So if I win that, you're going to have to really scratch up on your Love Island knowledge. <laughs> Did you actually? Yeah, fuck it, why not? <laughs> well, why not? I kept, kept calling my Spotify ads. I thought maybe it would stop if I entered. Um, okay, yeah, random. that's right. I don't pay for Spotify. This is the fucking ghetto, bitches. Um, yeah, uh, so, you know, I get that this is a hugely important thing. Like, you know, it only comes around every four years. And let's face it, not every four years is England going to... Be it's, such a good chance. It is kind of a once in a lifetime thing. Yeah. And I could see it's someone, 52 years it would since England had the possibility of winning. a huge thing for him to see. So yeah. I can understand that. And it's in Russia as well. You're getting to go to Russia. But it, oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to Russia. Well, Moscow would be fucking amazing. Yeah, great. Would it? I could, yeah, I could visit all the places that had fucking Stalin and Lenin information on it. I'd love that shit. Um, you know, it would be. Yeah, it's. I can see why that, but ultimately, you know, if you book a wedding, if you think you're big enough to have a wedding, you should be old enough. What? Where are you going with this? I don't know. I've lost track. If you're big enough to have a wedding. If you're old enough to have a wedding and book all that and take responsibility for that. (coughs) It's just, it's never going to happen. Your your thought is doomed. What was I trying to think about? I don't know. I mean, I was, I was, I was in a, I was in a trance. What would you do? In this situation. Imagine, right? It was like WrestleMania was in Scotland. Wouldn't care. Don't like Wait. that for losers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. Not losers. Right? And it was like Chris Jericho against the reincarnated like Chris Benoit. That's the boy that murdered someone. <laughs> Not cool, Lisa. <laughs> With the ghost of Eddie Guerrero. Who's that? With... I can't think of any other good wrestlers. Yep. I mean, no matter how far you go down this metaphor, I'm not going to acknowledge that I like wrestling, so... Why? We just had that conversation last week. Yeah, and I talked a lot about World of Warcraft. That was growth. I need a little bit of time to breathe. You're you're actually forcing me to do this just now, which is abuse. (laughs) And also murder. This is abuse. Have I outed you? You have outed me. Again. Oh my god. Again with outing me. I wasn't ready for that one yet. That's a lot harder to reconcile. Sorry, I thought after our conversation everything was okay to talk about. I don't even like wrestling that much. I just remember it from fondly as a child and sometimes watch it again for nostalgia. Like I watch it like once a month. Just to be like, ah yes. Once a month? That's quite a lot though. I mean, 12 times a year is okay. Right, okay. Anyway, um, anyway, if wrestling came, the, 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 if a thing that I really like, I don't know, the fucking uh, computer games and cakes convention. What, what is the World of Warcraft convention called? BlizzCon. BlizzCon. Yeah, I'm Blizzcon. comfortable with that. I like World of Warcraft. Fuck you, listen to last week if you think I'm a nerd. Yeah, if BlizzCon was on. Yeah. And they had like. Like the, the world's the most delicious chocolate cake. I don't know, because what would be exciting about what BlizzCon? Like, oh, the guy who the guy who developed like expansion three is going to do a talk or whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah, basically, that's really? what it is. Yeah. I just made that up. Yeah, it was pretty accurate. Really? Yeah. What, what are you talking about? I don't know. Development, art. I don't know. Fucking like yeah, so this, this is our uh, philosophy behind the design of the classes. It was inspired by and, like you know. this and that, and then they just took this and it. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. That would be shit. Disagree. Very interesting. Anyway, continue. So if that was on, would you miss our wedding? No, of course not. Again, it's not big enough because it's real thing is wrestling. 
that's what I could. I would. I, see, that, genuinely, I, think, I wouldn't give. I wouldn't give a fuck about that either. No, not that I'm saying that you're this huge wrestling fan, but I think in terms of a big event, it would be. Yes, but again, it's our fucking. It's you, you listen to the point. It's not. That I don't like wrestling. It's that I do like you. Got it, Take got the it. compliment. God. Sorry, I was like misunderstanding. Yes, that. you're right. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. I would. You would for BTS. I would because you don't love me as much as I love you. We've had this conversation look, before. BTS are going to be popular for a while. I think they could come back if it was G Dragon. Would you be willing to take the risk? If it was G Dragon, I would go. His ticket because if I was going somehow miraculously, yes. his tickets are expensive. Right. So I would. I would. Yeah. I would. I would okay. Yeah. Cool. So you would go. I wouldn't. You were angry about the problem. I played devil's advocate. I would go to the wedding. You wouldn't. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Good. Yeah, good. Glad, glad, glad that we've uh, really tied that one up super neatly there. Very. What would you say to this guy though? I don't know. Fucking who cares? Go to the World Cup. Dump your wife. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> I think he needs to be understanding to her, and I guess I would say, look, you need to try and explain to her how much it means to you, and not just be a baby about it. But you need to not say, "Can I go to this?" You need to say, like, explain how much it means to you. And Doesn't see, matter. No, is you, there any way we can possibly do this? No, we're not. Can't, you can't cancel your wedding. It's going to cost too much. It's too inconvenient. Sorry, no, it's not. I mean, yeah, you'll dis- you'll fuck it. You'll yeah, completely you'll fuck, fuck it. it. Yeah, you will. I get it. Do you know what? I, I, maybe he even fucking. Do you know what? He says that he didn't know. He probably did know the world when the World Cup final was. He just didn't believe England were going to get anywhere near the final because you know realistically that's not happened for a long time. But here you are now mate you made your bed now fucking lie in it yeah I did burp (laughs) what of it I mean I guess how much of a true supporter is he if he didn't think they would get I am just sweating so much yeah I just just, we need to wrap this I'm getting angry I'm sweaty we've got to wrap it up (laughs) Dave took his top off we're talking off the whole fucking time I had a drink of water the whole time all I wanted to do was pour it on myself but I couldn't because I was fucking waxing lyrical about people's problems and putting the world to rights alright (laughs) <laughs> I made it this far and I'm proud of myself yeah I'm just like made of sweat now ice bath time should we just fucking end it yeah let's... okay send your problems in please thank you for sending your problem in yes thank you to the people that sent the problems in new problem next week already got that we're going to be we're going to be uh, doing the one that, that I got emailed and haven't replied to yet but I'm going to reply to after this but by the time you hear this I will already have replied so what I'm saying is redundant okay and send more problems yes yeah. Okay? And we love you. Love you. Love Love you. you. Bye.